So just before we start, I wanted to remind you, if you've not already done so, to please subscribe, rate and comment on whichever app you're using. It really helps to get the podcast listened to by more people. Also, just by recommending it to one other person, this makes a massive difference to our numbers of listeners. Thank you. That's it. On with the podcast. Hi, Dad. Hi, Celine. Did you know that you and I are about the same age if you count time living in the world? What do you mean? Well, as you know, I left a high-control religious group around the time you were born. So you're in your 20s then? (laughs) Well, maybe my head. The thing is, though, because I had all of my beliefs about morals, science, politics, religion, philosophy provided for me, I spent the last 25 years trying to work out what I should think about a whole bunch of stuff and work out what's going on. No one knows what's going on, Dad. (laughs) Well, I think it's about time we did. What Should I Think About is a podcast that sets off on a lofty goal to make sense of the complicated, contradictory, confusing but wonderful thing we call the world. Hello and welcome to the What Should I Think About podcast. I'm Celine, And I'm Stephen. And today we're talking about gender. We are. It's all about gender. Yeah, well basically we wanted to uh, talk about gender anyway. It was on the list of things we wanted to talk about. But then there was also this... Um, twitter thread going around at like back end of last year so i think it went out on christmas day actually this tweet thread about um by heather flowers on twitter um saying cis people now if you don't know what cis people are it's basically if you are the same gender you were uh, assigned at birth so if you were okay. uh you know born, i'm a man i've always been a man you're a cis man <laughs> I'm a cis yeah. man. Okay, cool. Yeah, so cis people, I want you to take half an hour um, uh, some time to think about your gender. Really think about it hard. Not just because you're possibly trans, though maybe you are, I don't know, but because it'll lead you off to better understand a part of yourself that society lets you leave unexamined. Um, so basically this idea that obviously like, if you're cis, you don't really have to consider your gender, but maybe it'd be interesting to do so anyway and just see what your relationship is to your gender. Um, so some questions to ponder. I mean, shall I just are you, jump are you in? Do it to me, then. Is that is that the idea? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do it to you. I'm going to make you question your gender, but also like myself too. <laughs> we'll both answer. But um, I don't want to question my gender. Question it. Question it. Sit there and think about it. Um, it does say disclaimer at the bottom. It says disclaimer. Uh. Oh, no, here it is. Yeah. The goal of this exercise isn't to trigger some kind of grand revelation just to get you to think about something you may not think about much. Get to know yourself a little better. You deserve it. (laughs) Disclaimer. If it does trigger a grand revelation of some sort, that's okay. I recommend talking it through with a friend you trust. And my DMs are always open if you have questions about gender shit. (laughs) Okay, so that is because we don't want any um, we Mm -hmm. don't want any messages coming to us directly because we are mm-hmm. totally unqualified to deal with yeah, them. Yeah, this is so, from Heather Flowers, which is... Heather um, Flowers, all um, requests for help to Heather mm-hmm. Flowers. Which is at H-T-H-R-F-L-W-R-S, because it's like Heather Flowers, but with just all the like, consonants and none of the vowels. Um, okay, yeah, okay. But I'm we'll, sure if we'll you just a, type We'll put the link on the, um, yeah. the description. Yeah, I'm sure you'll find them. Um, okay, let's go. Yeah. 
Do you want to do some questions? Are you ready yeah, to examine I'm your ready gender? To examine my gender. <laughs> okay. So, what do I enjoy about being my gender? So, for you, what do you enjoy about being a man? <laughs> Go on, um, consider it. Oh crumbs! I did. Um, I did have a sneaky look at these, but it's quite a few days mm, ago when you sent me yeah. the thing, and I must admit, I didn't really pay it much heed. I've been quite busy, so um, I didn't mm. actually come up with answers, which is better, really, isn't it? Better yeah. if I can think about it at the moment. Yeah, because obviously, um, you you are you are a man, and you've you, mm. you've continued to be so. Um, yeah. You know, indeed. Um, so yeah I mean I'm not I'm not kind of a, I've never been a hyper masculine man you know mm. I've never been somebody who you know mm. is whatever you, one might consider a stereotypical um I don't know you know uh aggressive no no um spitting um <laughs> thumping man you know it's never been something that I've been into I don't um, like this man. <laughs> that was what, like... That's what boys were like when I was at school. Yeah. You know, they were literally just as you're walking with them, they'd just gob on the floor and then yeah. tell somebody to off and um uh yeah, and then fight somebody. So that was um yeah, that was what mm-hmm. being a, a masculine uh character was when I was growing up uh, at school. Mm. Um, but I, I was never like that. I mean, obviously, I was brought up as a Jehovah's Witness. You're not encouraged mm. to be that way, really. I think as a as a Jehovah's Witness. You mean there so. isn't classes on spitting on the floor? That's <laughs> <laughs> don't remember there being much counsel on that. Um, mm. mm-hmm. But I know my mum and dad were very clear about the spitting protocol and when that mm-hmm. could be done and when not, it could not be done. Anyway, why are we talking mm. about that? What I do I like? You got it. <laughs> what do I like about? my gender what do I like about being a man Mm. um I I guess I quite and this is this is actually quite difficult isn't it because as soon as you start answering that question you start to um reveal some of your stereotypes Mm -hmm. and archetypes I suppose Mm -hmm. some of which are fine and some which might actually reveal some slightly um uh old-fashioned thinking i suppose but um i guess the aggression side so i think i'm not a particularly aggressive person most of the time um and i think um i mean we've done a course on this haven't we around Mm -hmm. aggressive behavior and how it's not particularly useful but i actually do quite like to explore my aggressive side Mm -hmm. so when i was um a kid at school i used to love playing rugby for instance Mm. um and I think part of that was just the sheer aggression. And I love watching rugby on the TV. You know, I can literally shout mm. at the TV, you know, and as they're mm-hmm. literally careering into each other, as we as is now being um, uh, evidenced, probably damaging their brains as they mm-hmm. do so. So it's not a good thing. But there's something kind of, I don't know, liberating and fun about that animal aggression so I kind of like being able to do that now obviously it has to be done in an uh, appropriate way and at an appropriate time mm. um, but I kind of like that and I I associate that with my masculine uh, gender I guess so mm. that's one thing the, um, the, the the fact that I have this 
aggressive side. Sometimes, you know, when you get angry, it comes out in a way that you perhaps don't like. So it's not all good. But mm. when appropriate, um, like playing football or playing rugby or even watching it now, I'm getting older, <laughs> or maybe competing, there's an element mm. of competition there. I've always been quite competitive. You do like to win. I do, yeah. You never let me win as a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that wasn't so much... Honestly, that wasn't so much about mm-hmm. being aggressive or being no, a man. No. That was more because I always felt, when I was young, I hated it if my dad let me win anything. Mm. I just hated that because mm. I always wanted to win on my own merit. I'd rather lose than win if somebody let me win. So... Mm-hmm. That's why I was like that with you, because I felt it was like cheating you. Because at some point, you're going to be able to beat me at something. I mean, obviously, you still haven't been able to find that thing yet, but um, at some point. (laughs) I might might beat you at chess now. I've been practicing. Oh, cool. You got close. You got close to the day. I know some openings now. Oh, okay. And I cast your boyfriend been giving you lessons? no. But we did have a. Um, I've been. I've just. I've been a nerd. Watching I've just the been Queen's looking at, Gambit. Yeah, well, that doesn't really teach you because that's just all cinematic. Like they're real moves, yeah. but they're not. Um, mm. Like you wouldn't be able to keep up, would you? But no, I've been. I've been looking at it online. I've been looking really? Up, I, yeah. I'm impressed. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Oh well, we can. Uh, so as of this date, which on recording it's Friday the fourteenth of May, we mm-hmm. uh, we believe in a few days' time mm-hmm. we're going to be able to meet up uh, for real, aren't we indoors? Yeah. So maybe we play chess at some point. Maybe so. But maybe we don't. We're not allowed to do it face to face. Yeah, like I was like when I come round, although I can come inside, I, and oh, I don't want to hug yet. Yeah, I don't want to hug yet. I'm not ready because I know that legally we're allowed to hug, yeah. but not face to face. Not face to face. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> they were like hugging is now legal, but not face to face. Yeah. Anyway, we but do keep we going off piece here. So yes, that's okay. that's, the, that's one answer. Do I have to give more than one answer? Or no, no, you I... can do that if you're okay. If you're... What about you then? What what's your? What do I like? About what do it? I? What do you like about your gender? Being a girl, being um, a woman. Yeah, I think for me, it's probably, and this isn't to say that you couldn't have this as a man, but just like mm. at the minute, this is like a privilege I, I, as a woman is to have like camaraderie with other women in a way that you kind of like protect each other and like or like you create good women have very good like um social networks i think with each other like they're very quick to support each other even like women you don't know if they look like they're struggling when you're at the library or something if you've not got a pad and you can literally just ask any random woman do you have a pad and they're like yeah of course like it doesn't matter that they bought it with their money they'll just help mm. you out do you know what i mean mm. i like that about mm. being a woman and knowing that generally like other women are quite ready to like help out in those yeah. situations and having those like connections is quite nice Honestly. okay that's interesting yeah mm. i think yeah you're probably right men perhaps don't don't generally again these are these are stereotypes mm. and um yeah often are you know that because of that they're going to be very generalized mm. but yeah probably mm. men are not quite as um alert maybe mm-hmm. as they could be to the needs of of uh, other people which i find yeah. quite depressing um in many no respects. Well, that's what i mean it's like a privilege yeah. as a woman i think because apparently 
men are more lonely than women so like on statistics because i guess for some i don't know why like women just seem to be to have more uh ease cultivating and continuing relationships like i don't know what it is i think like post school like it it seems like it's fairly even and then post school in the studies it shows a lot the time like women have Mm. like um still have like those friendships that are as important in their life as as um school but then okay so those kind of are you talking about friends that are Mm -hmm. friends that you would confide in that sort of yeah friendship yeah 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 yeah. um yeah that's interesting i'm again uh i I could be kind of wading through Mm -hmm. completely making assumptions here but Mm -hmm. um there is a um a stereotype i guess or a feeling that women um sometimes um so that they'll have the perhaps have more close friends gen- mm-hmm. again this is a generalization so i do apologize if this annoys people but the generalization is that women might have more close friends i mean i don't have really many close friends i've got mm. i would say um probably two close friends that i mm-hmm. would say um you know i really miss if i don't talk to them for a while and and so on um Whereas women perhaps have got a few more of those. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to kind of relationships that are more casual, Mm -hmm. I feel like men may find it easier just to have casual relationships so that, and that might be part of it. So, you know, if I don't, if I don't see even my close friend for a while, Mm. Um, I don't start getting a bit paranoid wondering, Oh, I wonder, you know, I wonder what's up with him. He hasn't texted me for a while, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I just don't really think about that. So it feels like it's much less important and that it has some good things and some bad things about it. Yeah, I suppose I don't really worry about the length of time at which I don't speak to them. I just have a, I do have friends that I know I can speak to about deep issues um, and they don't always have to be my partner. Whereas I think with men, it can often be their partner is their like one person they can confide in. Um, But that's just like, something that i think is changing with time is like you know what it means to be a to be a man changes as much as what to be a woman is so like being able to have emotions and outwardly express them yeah is being allowed for men too yeah absolutely i I suppose where i'm coming from and and maybe you can um quash this myth actually Mm. um but as i've um sort of made my way through the workplace over the last 25 plus years mm. um and often women would say this to me you know you know you get too many women in in the team and there's there's lots of problems they're kind of mm. I'll, I'll use the word bitchy and mm-hmm. um competitive with each other um and often women would say that to me and uh, you know that's actually the case or they've said that now i don't know if that's true mm. but that's that's kind of a trope isn't it or maybe you I haven't think heard that's that something that's being no I think that's being said less and less now but it okay. was definitely something that was said a lot I think there was a time when there was kind of like this is or this is what people have often said is that there's this idea of like oh they're only going to have so many women I need to be that yeah, woman that okay. does well so it's like I, I'm trying to go yeah. boss you know this mm. like there's a bit of a meme about the girl boss trope and it's kind of like well you know, I need to be 
in order to be the one that they pick, I need to make mm. myself look the best yeah. and therefore saying things like, I'm not like other girls, basically. It's like the workplace equivalent of, I'm not like other girls, you know? Like, I'm cool, not pretty. I like skateboard and I don't wear pink. Do you know what I mean? It's like right. that in the workplace. Do you know what I mean? Being like, okay. it's kind of like women that would be like, I, I don't... I don't believe in feminism. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, everything's yeah, fine. Yeah, that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about com- competition between women. No, I know, but I'm saying that kind of thing, mm. That it all kind of like becomes part and parcel, I think, a bit. Where it's like, you know. I mean, I'll give you the example. Um, when I first um, moved up to Warrington mm. um, to uh, to get married um, mm-hmm. to your mum, um I had no work, so I I got a job at like six o'clock in the morning cleaning at Marks and Spencers mm-hmm. in town, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, they, they were all women apart from mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. and um, there was some there was some upset, and one of the women there was kind of uh, she she threw a bit of a a wobbly and stormed off, and you know, and the boss that the the woman who was the supervisor she said to me, oh, it's, it's always like this when when you got women in the team and I was thinking, what mm. aren't you one <laughs> yeah yeah um but anyway that, so I that, think that, it's that this kind of like weird I think it's this kind of like I said like trying to be like a like I'm not like other women so if you say like oh it's always like this when women are in the team but like obviously I'm not like that but like, okay that's what I'm maybe. saying like maybe you know being like I'm like a man like power suits and you know <laughs> We were cleaners, Celine. There wasn't many power suits. No, but you know, I'm so, I, yeah, I know, but like, you know. <laughs> Just overalls. Yes, I mops. know. Yes, I know. But do you know what I mean? It's kind of like. Okay. I don't think we're going to get to the bottom of this one. But anyway, yeah, no. I don't like the trope. Um, no, but what I'm saying is it's like, yeah, it's a bunch of like, it's like internalized misogyny, I guess. Yeah. You know, where it's like you have misogyny to your own gender because it's internalized. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, but this was. Ooh, crumbs 20 years 20 ago 25 years, years ago, ago. Yeah. yeah okay ready for the next one next um why do i identify with my gender if you ever considered it and been like am i a man am i, I a feel? man mm. um uh, i've never i've never asked am i a man because <laughs> mm. I, I feel like that's um that's obvious um yeah, I just, I just, uh, I think just you feels know, the most right. Yeah, it just is. I guess this is where I suppose we we ought to just talk a little bit about the difference between sex and gender, because um, mm-hmm. I think this this um, questionnaire, if we'll call it that, mm-hmm. does have a, a little bit of a premise that 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 isolates gender from sex. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. biological sex, male, female, and then mm-hmm. gender could be described as the the assumptions that we put onto that sex if you like Mm -hmm. so like i was talking about 20 years ago if you go back 50 years ago being a woman was a very different set of assumptions to what it is now so it's that kind of it's that societal assumptions that are put onto the sex if you like of an individual that we're talking about here isn't it mm-hmm. if we talk about gender so that's that's where we're kind of we don't want to wade into one of the the battlegrounds of the culture wars but that is kind of the the underpinning presumption of mm-hmm. this um, of these questions so I, I would i would say i you know as a as a man who's always been aware that i was a boy and then i'm a man 
Um, I, I just feel that that's, that's me. Um, as I said, I don't see myself as a particularly, you know, hyper-masculine man. Mm. Um, and that doesn't bother me at all. I don't want mm. to be that sort of bloke that no. I described before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, same with me. I just feel like mm. I like, it's like an intangible, just I like being a woman. Like I like, not that like, the way that you you dress or you act has to be a particular feminine way but i kind of like the way i behave in a feminine way i guess yeah, yeah. and and i guess uh, you know this is as good a point as any but we're not talking about trans issues and so on today mm-hmm. but i guess it does make you think that if you did feel that you were you know the wrong gender if you like or that that you were people were treating you in the way that didn't forced, fit you yeah mm-hmm. then that must be pretty um pretty tough well Mm. more than pretty tough i should think yeah um yeah definitely i mean yeah i i do remember as a child actually um there there wasn't very much about um transgender issues but i do remember watching a program once where there was a a man who um realized that he was the wrong gender and he was on a documentary and he had his wife there and his kids and he was mm. talking about his journey and, and how difficult it was for him and everything and I, I can't remember whether he was actually the mm. help to transition I mean all these things have come a long way since then mm-hmm. but because we're talking we are talking about oh it must be 40 years ago because I was really a child but I do remember that um and I remember actually feeling um <laughs> you know typical me quite frightened by the thought of that you know (laughs) what would happen if that was yeah were to happen to me you know because obviously I was still a child I hadn't gone through puberty yet Mm. um and I remember sort of worrying about that a bit thinking oh that must be really difficult it's stuck in my memory actually um Mm. but yeah so it's not it's not a brand new um issue it's something that people have had to deal with I guess for for forever uh, really for forever yeah exactly yeah um so what gendered expectations do I put on myself do I enjoy those expectations why or why not so I mean for you this has probably changed somewhat from being a witness to now because being a witness I think gendered expectations are much Mm. different to to you for instance like just in your relationships with like with your wife or like with your daughter like the way that you be a man father husband would be different now to then but yeah I think I think so to some degree um I don't think I would ever have been or I really hope you know you can't say for definite can you but I really hope I would never have been a a, an authoritarian kind of I'm the head of the house do it Mm -hmm. my way um, I hope I wouldn't be like that, but I, I you know, it's possible that the, the way that we were raised, the way that the organization teaches is that the head of every man or the head of every woman is the man, the head of the man is the Christ. Mm-hmm. So basically the man reports to Jesus mm-hmm. and the woman reports to the man, to her husband. Mm. And that's the way it is. This is the principle of headship within the Bible that Jehovah's Witnesses interpret in a very literal way. Mm. Um, 
and it was often strangely, it was often said, you know, actually the, the man gets a better deal because, you know, his head is Jesus and Jesus is perfect. Whereas the mm. woman, her head is, is an imperfect man, mm. you know, but nobody said that's a problem, you know, just the way. It's just go. the way it was. Yeah. This is the way so the you cookie know. crumbles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the man would always have to be the one who took the lead. Mm. So I think leadership and headship is something that um, I you would expected have, of yourself as a man. Yeah, I would have expected, mm. and I would have shouldered that um, because I, I, you know, I would have felt that that was my responsibility, mm-hmm. and I've never had a massive problem of taking the lead mm. um but it's much nicer when you can be a partnership yeah yeah um and that's what i feel like we've got now so mm-hmm. so yeah I'm, I'm really glad that i don't have all that baggage mm-hmm. you know the man has to decide what we're going to do here and what we're going to do there but it's infantilizing of the, the, of woman. the woman as well isn't yeah. it you know like as though she wouldn't be able to make decisions I would guess it, it it's either burdening infant- and infant burdening for one and infantilizing for the other and frustrating for the woman as well I would think mm-hmm. you know may, you know if, if she didn't want to play that role then mm. it would be incredibly frustrating that mm. she's got to um you know cover things off with her husband first even if she was you know earning her own money and you know, whatever it would mm-hmm. still be expected and I mean um, as I think we've talked about before women working was a bit of a um mm or at least wives working was seen as a bit of a mm-hmm. um yeah undesirable thing really i imagine um obviously now um like myself and my partner have said that we want to always keep our own separate bank accounts like we can have a shared one where eventually like bills and stuff will go out so we'll both put our money into that for bills and such but like we want to have our own money still separated because mm. it's you know it's nice to have your own money um but, I mean, do you think that would even be a question for witnesses? Like, in terms of, or is that money another thing that's under control of the man with the headship thing? Well, that's, I'm not sure. I think um, I'm always careful to not to talk about my own family um, mm. because, you know, it's, this is something that I've decided to talk mm. about and I've not asked them mm-hmm. uh, permission. But, um, I think, let's put it this way, lots of witness households, the men would just delegate the looking after the, the money to the woman. Mm. So I don't, I don't see anything wrong in, in, in saying this. It's not, not mm. a embarrassing thing. But my, my dad would come home, give his, it was literally a pay packet with mm-hmm. money in it um, mm-hmm. back then. He would give the pay packet to my mum and mm. then that was the last you'd see of it. You know, it was my mum did all the, the household account so yeah because um, she'd go and buy the food yeah and she'd, yeah. she'd be looking after the the bills and the food mm-hmm. and so it was very much a um uh yeah two different roles mm-hmm. uh, in itself that's i don't think that's a problem that that would be fine you know if both partners say look i'm happy going doing the work whether it's the man or the woman mm-hmm. or going out to work let's say to having a, mm-hmm. a career um and the other one says well i'm really happy doing all the household admin and, um, you know, looking after the kids, again, whichever mm-hmm. partner, um, then that's fine, isn't it? If, if both partners are happy with that, then I don't see that as a problem. No, no. Um, I think it's, it, so where the issue is, is not the jobs they do, it's it's 
it's the it's the fact that the choices aren't there Mm. Um, and that was the assumption so the assumption was when man would go out to work woman would stay home look after the kids um and um yeah the decisions ultimately although a good husband would consult his wife ultimately like a manager at work the decision was his Mm. and therefore the responsibility was his if it went wrong Mm. do you still think you have any gender expectations you put onto yourself now um so obviously you're free of those ones but then do you think there's still things that you do because you're a man specifically um yeah i think i i do think and this is something that i struggle with a little bit because there's something noble Mm. this is going to make me sound um a bit old-fashioned and i hate sounding (laughs) old-fashioned but one of the things that i was talking to alex miller about when we talked to him about his paintings that i really loved was this this depiction of of the working man i mean there's men and women in his pictures but there's the working man you know goes out to work and comes home and he's got his boy or his daughter with him and they're going out to the fair or going to the football match or whatever um but the idea of the working man is very much ingrained in my psyche so i i think like if i if i wasn't doing any work if i didn't bring any money in at all so it's not like i wouldn't i'm not competitive it doesn't matter if i earn more than my wife that's not a problem but if i was like not doing anything like that i think there would be elements of that that would bother me Mm. Um, and that might be completely irrational but the idea of of the man um, earning a living and supporting his family these are very old-fashioned kind of um, notions Mm. but there's a nobility there's a nobleness nobility Mm. there's a, a, a certain noble characteristic about a man working Mm-hmm. and to support his family and this is one of the things that i think maybe sometimes we lose a little bit in the in the discussion and the discourse around men and women in korea is i feel like sometimes that the 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 story the narrative is that men have have had these careers and women have been deprived of those careers and now they're getting equality or they've got equality. Um, mm. But in my experience, a lot of men, all of the men that I knew growing up didn't have careers. They had jobs. Mm. They went to work and they hated their jobs most of the time. Mm. They worked in factories. They worked in um, warehouses. They, you know, depending on where you live, they worked in coal mines or they worked in shops or they, worked on building sites Mm. these were not careers for them they didn't get any satisfaction from them they did it because they were earning a living Mm. and they were supporting their families um and i feel like sometimes that feels like that's forgotten and that's why i like alex's pictures because it feels like it's a it's a reminder to say these guys weren't career guys you know they were Mm. 
they they went down the pit or they went you know building houses they they were risking their lives up on building sites um and they only did it because they were supporting their families um so i kind of i think there's a sort of nobleness about that um that willingness to work for your family hmm. so there's no reason why that can't be um related to a woman as well but it it's just it's just i suppose ingrained in me that there is an element of that that you know I, I think you should expect i expect of myself that i would do whatever it took and i have done that's mm-hmm. why i was cleaning the floor at Mark suspensers that's yeah. why i've been a window cleaner that's why i've done all sorts of crappy like jobs lawns and stuff yeah. did lawns yeah now later on i was able to get educated and mm-hmm. do other sorts of jobs and you know I'm obviously pleased with that, but I don't look back at those jobs and feel ashamed because I think I was supporting my family and and that felt important. And there's still, I guess there's still a gendered expectation there about that. Mm. And it doesn't feel like a bad one, Mm. (laughs) you know, that in in itself, Mm -hmm. you know, supporting your family feels like it's a good thing. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I can't remember what the question was. So it was what expectations do you put on yourself because your agenda? Yeah. So it's well, that's it. Yeah. Um, to to not I don't expect to you know be the sole provider, but to to do my bit mm-hmm. to help provide for my family. Yeah, that's true. I feel like mine mine what expectations I have of my gender. Um, I feel like I've through this lockdown booted a bunch of them to be honest (laughs) um so like i had expectations a lot of my expectations i feel like with womanhood because when i think of expectations i don't think of them in a positive way the word expect the idea that it has to be done okay doesn't ring positive vibes with me Mm. yeah expectation to me is is like like an imposition yeah a a lack of choice um Mm. and things i felt i had to do as a woman that i didn't always necessarily want to do was like well i need to always like i I should always wear uh makeup at work and i should always um shave and you know um and that's like effort that's time out of Mm. my day um and i felt like i was required to do that all the time interesting and i stopped because i was wearing a mask so at first i was like well this is just annoying yeah um so i stopped doing that and i'm not i wear makeup very rarely now um i like doing makeup but for me so now when i do makeup it's kind of like i guess it affirms my gender in a way that makes me happy because i'm doing fun makeup that makes me feel good instead of like expect expected makeup that makes that's me... really interesting isn't it yeah that's really interesting that something like covid mm-hmm. a terrible um pandemic mm-hmm. um but it has has changed your way of thinking around yeah well it just removed everybody else and said why are you mm. doing this who's this mm. for and i realized it wasn't for me because <laughs> i didn't care mm. it was for other people and like why should i 
do stuff to prove to them that I'm a woman and I'm a good woman. Like, I feel I feel the same about putting pants on. <laughs> Dad lives in jog pants now. <laughs> he doesn't have to prove he's a good man by wearing jeans anymore. <laughs> I can just put my jog pants on all day. Mm. Yeah, um, I'm actually considering what's going to happen. I've got a piece of work coming up in a few weeks, which yeah, you're going to have to wear trousers. Probably going to require me wearing trousers. Um, mm. Yeah, wild. <laughs> I wouldn't say that's an expectation of my gender, though. No, that's more just like, you know, (laughs) but this is just certain things. It's like, you know, like I'm happy to still wear my blazer at work, obviously. There's like a, a, they want us to look smart. That's fine. It's just, it's not like anyone was like downright saying it, but the idea that like, oh, I need to make sure I'm, you know, I've got like, I've got um, trousers that show just the bottom of my ankle. I better make sure I've fully shaved. <laughs> like, yeah. why? Just enough to the... Yeah, like I just do the calf sometimes, just the ankles. So it just was this dead stop. So I sent a picture to my friend and I drew a line and wrote six months of hair growth and then like just my bottom ankle. That's brilliant. Mm, and it was especially that moment that proved to me, I was like, I'm definitely doing this because of gendered expectations yeah. and not because I want to. Um, because if you choose to shave like a weirdo just the ankle and have this stark line of like fully grown six month leg <laughs> and then just not that's not for any sort of aesthetic other than to mm. please some random customers <laughs> you know yeah, let's face it you know who is looking at that going i don't think i'm going to buy this product of this uh shop assistant because she obviously doesn't it appears care. that she hasn't shaved her legs for at least two days I know exactly it's silly isn't it so yeah that for me I was like yeah like I said I can and the other day I was like I just did it because I wanted to and I was like wow liberating you know okay so um yeah I feel like mine was a bit more deep than yours no yeah yours was it's just like these are just expectations it's just like but then again like the, the deepness of that is that the way that I choose to look was being exacted upon me by oh, yeah. society rather than yeah. what i wanted oh, it's, it has depth definitely mm. yeah. um i'm trying to think then, of some more now i feel like um that's quite a mm-hmm. good question expectations is, um i mean i suppose the one of them is the strength i think as you get mm-hmm. older mm-hmm. um this idea that a man has to be strong yeah just um yeah just fizzles out because by Mm -hmm. then if you've been together with your partner um in my case my wife for 20 odd years getting on for 30 years now um then you know your wife sees what you are Mm -hmm. (laughs) you can't pretend to be some kind of um, paragon of strength and yeah exactly (laughs) she knows what you like so she's seen me in my moments of despair but I think that's something that we, I mean, I don't, I don't want to see anybody kind of uh, not able to get through life without constantly being a state of um, upset all the time, you know, but I think to acknowledge your feelings and um, to um, accept when you need help and all those things are really important. We still have a little bit of a problem, I think, with men doing that, um, yeah. certainly in this, this society. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think um, maybe some. It, the next question is interesting. What gendered expectations do I put on others? So, I mean, like if I'm looking 
than to the other way with men i might think that like i don't know um yeah i'd always expect women to shave the legs mm. <laughs> <laughs> no not no all. i don't think you would um be aghast if mum didn't shave her legs for a while would you what do you mean if she didn't shave her legs for a while <laughs> well yeah we don't care (laughs) freedom freedom to the legs (laughs) um no but like i guess hmm, i don't know i suppose like i remember um it was i don't know i think i think the things that i've liberated myself from i probably used to look at other people and either be like silently like i wish that i didn't care silently judging no but in like a Oh, like I guess maybe in like a in reality like I probably was like oh I wish that I could not care like they obviously are, don't okay you know so I mean? more jealous of them rather than judging them yeah maybe so maybe so um yeah I don't I don't know I think uh, it's I feel like I judge myself harsher than other people mm that's kind of just the way I am. So mm-hmm. I don't really have many expect. I don't think I have. I'm sure I must because mm-hmm. I wouldn't be a human being if I didn't. I guess have if you'd be surprised if, like, would you? Would, okay, so like, if um, mm. more men are wearing skirts and dresses at the moment, it's like kind of like, I guess like in vogue. Yeah, it's I'm fashionable and cool. No, no, you don't have to. But like, what Good. what do you think when you see like a dude walking in a dress? Are you like? Well, yes, or I are think you like Scottish? Oh, what are you doing? For one thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in in the UK, we of course we do have a tradition of men wearing kilts. Um, mm. So mainly Scottish, but there there are um, other types of um, kilts and so on. So, mm. um, but like yeah. full on, like what I'm talking about is not yeah like, wearing like a, like, a just dress like that you might yeah. expect a woman to wear. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I think I would be. Um, surprised by that let's say Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so i guess that is an expectation yeah Yeah, so you kind of still expect like Mm. guys wear trousers i mean the reason i find that interesting is because i would still i'd be like completely chill with it but i'd probably like notice it in a way that you don't notice women Mm. wearing trousers but obviously women weren't always allowed to wear trousers that was like a men's item of clothing that's now unisex right yeah so i guess maybe we're just in the other version of that now we're watching that become potentially a unisex item of clothing too um i think um the uh, i mean clothing is an interesting one isn't it because again if if you go around the world then um lots of parts of the world men don't wear trousers mm-hmm. um so and there's you know just some practical reasons for that if it's a very hot country you don't necessarily want trousers on you want something loose fitting and so on um Mm -hmm. and um so like pajama type trousers or bottoms loose fit things um much more comfortable um so obviously dress is different around different cultures of course yeah but and also just like personal enjoyment of clothes is Mm. a big part of it isn't it so like it doesn't bother me at all what people want to wear and i think it's like normalizing in my head because of things like I, you know, whether or not it's a weapon, it's a weapon for good or bad. But like with TikTok, 
you know taking off i see a lot of people uh, it's a mystery to me this tiktok I, thing i know um but like i see people <laughs> come on wear, i've done like, pretty I well i'm twitter king i'm not going to be tiktok king but i see a lot of people wearing um mm. you know like yeah wearing uh like guys wearing dresses and stuff and you know they're not you know they're not trans they're just guys mm. that want to wear dresses but um I guess it's like normalizing it in my brain where I'm becoming less like, oh, it's a guy wearing a dress. I'm just like, yes, yeah, guy wearing a dress, you know. I guess I guess there's also a question, and I'm not judging whether it's right or wrong. I'm just just thinking about it. Um, so there are unisex items of clothing, like a, mm. a, a t-shirt or a top, is mm. essentially a unisex item of clothing. I would suggest, mm. whilst they may be tailored slightly differently, you you can generally, you know, a woman could wear a man's top and. Um, yeah. and vice versa I guess um, if it was the right size mm. um, dresses would if you're talking about a full dress it would tend to be tailored for a woman I would have thought mm. so that practicality so I would suggest that if men were to wear what we might call dresses now they would be tailored in a different way so mm. um, ultimately they would be men's clothing because they would be tailored to fit men mm. um, and yeah I don't I think that could be really quite interesting um uh, i'm not saying i you know i'm too old and I, I don't think i'd have any interest in being daring i've never been a daring dresser <laughs> um but i would i think it'd be quite interesting if you're into clothes you know that all of a sudden men have got all these other options yeah. actually it's pretty boring when you're a man you know you you know you look at men's clothing and suits and things like that to go mm. to formal wear you know you've got black suit you've got a brown suit and you've got a blue suit or a gray suit maybe and that's about it yeah. and they're all the same mm. tailored slightly differently maybe but um but women have got so much choice you know they can do so many mm. different things and they can have lots of color and mm-hmm. um again there's no reason why men can't do that so there we go there's an expectation yeah that, an expectation to have like kind of, of bland clothes yeah exactly yeah yeah mm. yeah yeah a lack of expression in clothing so mm. yeah i think um that'd be cool i'm i'm looking forward to seeing more more of the edgy the edgy fashion yeah we're not talking here about the bizarre things that you see on the catwalk you know we're talking about just sort of i suppose clothing yeah that's tailored for the bodies that they're going to fit but um but yeah expectation of like this is a man i don't have a problem with that no i think it's cool right how do societal pressures affect my gender presentation? Oh, well, I kind of answered that with the other one, to be honest. Um, you know, in the way that I thought I should wear makeup and, and shave and stuff. I mean, like, because in terms of clothes, I don't feel any, like, I just buy what I think is cool. Um, but I don't worry about any kind of rules, really. Um, I just buy what I like. What, mm. regardless of um what how gendered it is i suppose um i do i do like dresses and i do really love patterns and especially florals so that's quite feminine but it's not because um my gender says so i just really love color <laughs> i think um i think women again it must be quite liberating i suppose in a you know mm-hmm. a, a major way that, that as a woman you can sometimes you can dress like that and mm-hmm. one could describe that as very feminine you know pretty dress if you like yeah. floral mm-hmm. patterns 
flowing skirt, whatever. And that's, that's kind of Doris Day look. Mm. And other times a woman can decide, right, I'm going to wear a really serious looking suit. suit. Mm. Yeah. With trousers or a, or a skirt uh, um, with a jacket and a blouse Mm. and look, you know, what we might describe as very professional looking. Mm -hmm. Um, that must be quite cool to be able to like make those transformations, you know, I'm going to, today I'm going to look like this and then tomorrow I'm going to look like this. I mean, mm-hmm. men don't get to to do that really. I mean, you know, um, as I said, you've got smart clothes and then you've got sort of slobby clothes, but mm. that's, that's it really. Do well, there is look smart or you look slobby. Yeah. It's interesting with men. There is the generic, like this is man um, aesthetics. There is plain color t-shirt of some variety mm. blue jeans and a particular haircut <laughs> yeah. um and, and that's, that's it Off you yeah go. you are you are restricted i mean on the other hand i guess if you're not interested in uh mm-hmm. fashion and stuff like that yeah, it makes no one's like rating you on it are no, they? exactly it's like you no know, okay, like there's yeah. no expectation it's like well that's all there is for you so i mean like <laughs> chill yeah. yeah it is interesting it, it does make you question where the power lies in some respects you know is it is it an imposition on women that they have all this choice and they have to change depending on what what yeah. um, impression they want to give? I was actually listening to, um, well, the New Statesman podcast this morning, mm-hmm. actually, which is one of my favourite podcasts. And uh, one of the people had an interview with the Green Party, one of the co-leaders. They've got two leaders in the Green Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, one's a man and one's a woman. And she was saying that for her when she is being interviewed, she always has to dress very smart or smartly, but um, her colleague, who's a co-leader of the party, he kind of can wear jeans and a t-shirt and nobody minds. Mm. Um, And that was quite interesting. And whether that's, you know, just an assumption that she's got or whether that's, I suspect that's um, an understanding based upon some experience, Mm. um, which again, yeah, it's quite interesting. Definitely. I think um was interesting bringing it back to the good old mm. TikTok but there's a guy that does these really funny videos where he's just like he just goes in and is like hello Giles I've got another idea for women's clothing today it's going to be like and he just like sort of takes the mick out of all the many different kinds of clothing and all the weird rules as to women's clothing or like and we're going to do sizes um based on arbitrary numbers today Giles and it's all just like you know as opposed to men who actually have like inches and things used for theirs whereas we get arbitrary and an eight what does that mean Ten. well yeah numbers yeah i mean that's a different arbitrary numbers but you know you know he does it's really funny i'll have to see if i can find a link and put it in the show notes Mm. because that's funny um okay right uh got a couple left wow can't believe we've made this stretch out I thought well, this you were like worried really about it, and I was like, "It's not it going to be." Um, gender's complicated, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's an interesting question. So, in what ways could I better feed my gender? In what small things could I do to make it happy? So, the idea is like, obviously, if you're if you're trans, what what things do you do to affirm your gender after you've been told so many times that like, no, you're not that. Like, what things do you do? So, it might be like, if you're a trans woman like m to f you like you might really lean into dresses and like florals and stuff because you want to like you know affirm your femininity but like as cis people i mean what do we do to affirm or like 
or what could we be doing to make ourselves I, I th- feel better about our genders i guess i think that relates to things we've just been talking about in a way mm-hmm. you know you're, you're you've expressed how much you like to be able to explore your femininity mm. at times when you want to yeah. um so i think that relates to you mm-hmm. i don't i just don't think i don't think i ever think about that or mm. would ever think about that my biggest problem is i'm a bit fat no, <laughs> no. <laughs> that's my biggest problem <laughs> like so when i come to thinking about clothes i think oh i'm a bit fat for that so um, no, that's the biggest a, issue. We need to do an episode on body positivity for you, <laughs> and um, like still getting clothes and enjoying your aesthetic, yeah. regardless. But we'll we'll do that later. Then we'll, we'll park that one. I think. Yes, we'll come back to that one later. Okay. But um, yeah, I suppose maybe maybe for you it's kind of like yeah, that thinking about the things you enjoy and being like a- allowing yourself to do those things. Oh yeah, we're not just talking about clothing, are we? No, no. I've got so on like, a bit of a. a um, he's actually dad actually really runner. wants to be a cool dude, and he wants to get some some funky clothes. I do. Maybe that's that. maybe that's what. No, you're not. You can buy cool clothes. Um, it doesn't matter. What? Sorry. Um. What is it? Confirming or? Yeah. So, like, uh, maybe for like, you, it might be like yeah. when the world opens up more, you might be like, oh, I want to go see live rugby matches. Um, because like I, I, what I, I get in do. touch with like my masculinity when I'm there yeah no I, what I fancy doing is um, and we have talked about it and it's not mm. really a gendered thing because I think all people love it but it's yeah. go-karting but that yeah. would um, that would kind of satisfy some of my like, aggression and like competition yeah. and yeah I'd love to do that again I've done it mm-hmm. um, in the past uh, with work when I used to mm-hmm. work for the companies mm-hmm. but um, not done it for years but it's great fun so yes, yeah. that's um, that mean, feels like a a kind of man thing to do, and I'd love to go with you and um, yeah, and I'd have but fun I'd also I'd... like to go with some blokes. Thomas would love it as well. You know, go do a proper blokey day where we um, mm-hmm. we compete on the the racetrack and mm-hmm. um, yeah, knock each other off, and then <laughs> um, afterwards we have a beer and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Nice. See, there's things like cool, that. Yeah, I think. Um, for me, I like um, uh, things that I like doing is kind of like yeah, having those, um, you know, when the world's open again, like doing things like, um, you know, in terms of aesthetics, I like getting my nails done by somebody because it's like a treat to myself. So it's like mm. aesthetics, but as a treat, like getting my hair done, you know, in a, a particular way. Because I don't get my hair done just to have a haircut in a like a perfunctory way it's like a a special yeah it's fun experience feel like that don't they mm-hmm. again that's a, that's a generalization but yeah but it's like things. a fu- yeah that for me that feels that feels gendered for me and i would like to feed that I suppose. yes mm. Mm. so okay. doing things like that and like yeah having one-on-one time with my with my girl girl pals Mm. that's that's good i like having like mm. that one-on-one time yeah i mean i can't wait to meet up with um with my cousin in the pub or yeah you know with um with some of my um my old mates from for, uh, for curry yeah for a for a curry where mm-hmm. we my old work pals um yeah. that we've not seen i've not seen for well mm. yeah a year and a half now crazy mm. right 
this final one that I'm not as like sure about, but just a fun one to finish on, you know, it's not as deep. How do I visualize gender as a concept? What does gender like look like in my head? I don't know, man. It's a weird one. I don't like. It looks like a lamp. You're just looking at things in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like, uh, I guess to me, it just looks like, it looks like, um, this is the first thing I thought of, colourful soup. Colourful soup to me, because it's complicated, but like fun. Okay. There you go. Um... That's my weird one. Okay, well, I, I don't, I don't. Maybe it's one of these things, like Alex was talking about the other day about visualizing. Maybe I don't do that so much. Mm-hmm. I don't see it as anything. I think, I do think that gender is something that is a, um, is the way we think about the, like we said before, the mm-hmm. the sex, the biological sex of somebody. I think we do construct what we think of when we think of man when we think of woman, when we think of boy, mm-hmm. when we think of girl. And yeah. um, society does that, and whatever culture you're in does that. Even mm-hmm. right now on this planet Earth, um, if you think about what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a boy or a girl, mm-hmm. will be different in different cultures. Yeah. Um, so for me, that demonstrates that it is something that is constructed. That's not to say there's no such thing as as biological sex, mm. um, but I think when it comes to the, the the way we think about that is what gender is. So that's how I would describe it. I can't Im- I can't think of it as a thing. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's, cool. That's well, that was about. very interesting, wasn't it? Um, yeah. I feel like we got through that. Uh, without being too controversial. <laughs> oh no, like like I said, it's just about us. It's just mm. what we think of our genders. That's you know, I don't think that's controversial because that's just about us and ourselves. It's not to say anyone else should feel the same way. No, that's this right. This is literally how I feel about myself as a woman and how you feel about yourself as a man. That's all. Yeah, about. and the the different um, generations. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it that leads quite nicely onto a lovely comment that we had. Um, from Libby C on the Apple podcast um, comments. Mm -hmm. Um, It's quite quite a long set of comments, so I won't read it all, but it was just absolutely lovely. I don't think I could read it. I know, because I don't think I could read it. My eyes got wet. It was so lovely. (laughs) It was so touching. So um, if you're listening, thank you so much for that. That um, That was really lovely. And it's um, yeah, it's so nice to hear that you enjoy, yeah, um, us two chatting. Because mm, we're going to keep going. We're going to do the <laughs> chatting, yeah. So I think what we've what we've slipped into is a nice little routine, where every Wednesday we have a podcast that is essentially you and me, just musing mm. about various different things. What should I think about gender? What should I think about activism? What should I think about? politics um and then at the weekend on the sunday we have an interview Mm. um and that seems to be quite a nice little format so that's i think how we're going to do it isn't it really for the four well we're having a good fun time so absolutely loving it and we've got some fantastic guests um by the by the time you hear this podcast you'll have obviously already heard um 
um, Riley, um, one of the, well, the first interview we did, mm-hmm. um, ex-Jehovah's Witness activist. And then we've spoken to Alex Miller, who's the artist. Fantastic interview. Absolutely brilliant. People have said how much they've really enjoyed that. Mm. He's a great guy, isn't he? He's lovely. So funny. Mm. Um, and he does sound like Billy Connolly when you listen to him, doesn't he? He's just got that. <laughs> Yeah, um, we've got some exciting ones coming up. Do you? We have Ali Miller. So it's really weird that we had Alex Miller, and now um, by the time you hear this, you'll have heard Ali Miller, who is an author. Mm. She has a book coming out next year, um, which you'll have heard on the podcast. So if you've not already heard that, then go back and, and listen to Ali. She's a really interesting interview, mm. and she's written a book called The Last Days, which comes out in the spring of 2022. Um, and the next one after that is very exciting because we have who do we have, Celine? We have Lloyd Evans coming. We on. have Lloyd Evans coming on. So I've already done that interview. He was an absolutely cracking interview. Really interesting. Very generous with his time. Um, so we're sort of in the process of editing that. So that will be coming out. Um, hopefully on the twenty. Let me just get that date. Uh, that'll be coming out on the 23rd. And mm. um, so again, if you're listening to this podcast after the 23rd of May, it's already there. Go listen to it. Um, if not, then it'll be out on the 23rd of May, which is a Sunday. So that's really exciting. And we've got other guests coming up. Very exciting guests. We've got a, so there's some that we haven't done yet, which I probably shouldn't say. No, we'll keep them secret. The interviews. We'll, so. we'll keep those secret. We've got more coming up, but you have to wait yeah. and see. absolutely yes but it's really exciting i suppose if you ever have anyone that you want us to interview you can or yourself or yourself Mm. you can always tweet us or tweet us and them the people you want to be on and say you should be on the what's it a podcast yeah absolutely go for it and um as always do not forget to leave us a review as Mm. we said it gives us such happiness to see the reviews so please please do give us a review right well thank you very much really enjoyed that thank you and uh, don't forget to like subscribe and to review see you next time bye bye what should i think about is an evil sheep production (laughs) 